Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. Welcome back to the Brodo Heat Wave, powered by the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. 32 teams in 32 days, brought to you by the Brodo team, Mike Petrop, Jason Petrop, Tim Petrop, and Santiago Casanova. Welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave, powered by the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. 32 teams in 32 days, doing it Brodo style, which of course means talking about every fantasy relevant player today we're talking about the minnesota vikings the purple people eaters i'm your host jason joined by my brother and lookalike michael twin brother what's up dude before we begin we want to remind you to download the fantasy football by brodo app the only app that has every single tool you need to draft a winning team and keep a winning team during the season and it's free for a limited time on the app, you get fantasy player cards, who to draft tool, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, rankings, waivers, advanced stats, exclusive stats like true throw value, true target value, true performance value, rushing yards over expected, points for opportunity, excluding touchdowns. And did I mention how cool the fucking game logs are? They're really cool. They give you standard, half, full. They tell you where they ended that week. They give you the, all of the stats on the bottom. It's amazing. Free the app for a limited time. Thanks to our patrons at patreon.com slash brotofantasy. The ones who let us do what we do. The ones who support us. We love all of you. Thank you. If you'd like to support the show, it's $3 a month at a minimum. Not a lot. That's one cup of coffee. And you get a free FFPC league for 5 bucks, so it basically pays for itself. You're you're making $2 by, joining our, by downloading our app. As always, uh, also on the pot, Patreon, you get... The community on Discord, awesome people, great chats in there. You get to play in leagues with the community, with us. You get an extra podcast per week, a waiver pod, private team consultations, free giveaways, and more. And as always, the Brodo Hub is BrotoFantasy.com. That's where you can find all things Brodo. So let's dive in to the Purple People Eaters. When we look at the Vikings, they made a change, but not really. Head coach still Mike Zimmer. And now the offensive coordinator, it's not Gary Kubiak. No. It's Clint Kubiak. Taking over for his son. Taking over for his dad. Kubiak has played with Cliff Kingsbury, Stefanski, Clint Kubiak. I mean, Gary Kubiak. He's been the Vikings coach the last two seasons. So he's basically going to run a similar offense, although he said he wants the offense to evolve. Um, Basically what that means is they want to score more points. They were 11th in scoring in 2020. A lot of that in no thanks to their 27th ranked O-line coming into uh, 2021, according to PFF. And last year, despite their offensive line issues, they ran the ball 47.6% of the time, even though they gave up third most points in the NFL. So their defense was awful. They still ran 48% of the time, if you round up. So they're a team that wants to use Dalvin Cook, of course. But... Before we get to Dalvin Cook, there's an unsung hero on that team. I don't know if you can call him a hero, but he's unsung. I don't know. Everyone hates him for some reason. Kirk, the berserk. Captain Kirk. Cousins. You like that? 
Captain Berserk. You like that? Look, Kirk Cousins is not Aaron Rodgers, but he's a good fucking quarterback. And somehow right now his ADP is quarterback 20. And if you're taking the late quarterback approach, that's your guy right there. Like, grab him and then grab, like, Trey Lance or Justin Fields if you want, like, a late-round quarterback with some rushing upside potentially. Kirk Cousins opens the season with some tremendous matchups too. He does. So you could grab him to start the season and then throw him to the waiver wire or maybe flip him if you're in a two-quarterback league or something. But the truth with Kirk Cousins is that he's never ended as an NFL starter lower than quarterback 13. The guy just puts up fantasy points, whether you want to believe it or not. He supported two wide receiver ones in two of the last three seasons. So he's also good for his teammates. Only Russell Wilson and Big Ben have done that since 2017, and they've both only done it once. He's done it twice. So the guy knows how to feed his weapons. He knows how to put up fantasy points. He'll always sneak at least one touchdown in the ground every year. Honestly, back when he was like a top eight option as an NFL quarterback, as a fantasy quarterback, it's because he was putting up four to five rushing touchdowns a year. All he has to do is sneak it in three more times this year, and he's back to being a top eight option. If you look at his true throw value in the last four seasons, we talk about Ryan Tannehill as the face of true throw value. Kirk Cousins is his stepbrother because the last four seasons... Besides his 15th finish four years ago, he's been 7th, 2nd, and 7th. The guy has a valuable throw, which is important for his receivers, which is important for his running backs, and his tight ends, which I'll get to later. I think Kirk Cousins at his ADP is just a no-brainer. Like, you don't have to draft him to be your quarterback all season. But like you said, they're opening up the schedule with a not-super-imposing um schedule and I don't like to look at like last year's numbers and like you know I don't like to project schedules too much but they're opening up against the Bengals who don't have the best offense and who are probably going to pass a lot which means a lot of opportunities for the Vikings opening up against Arizona could be a little shootout with Kyler Murray the Seahawks could be a little shootout with Russell Wilson the Browns and then the Lions and the Lions are dreadful and then the Panthers. Like, this is a pretty light matchup to start the year. And that means Dalvin Cook's going to light it up, of course. And we'll get to the other guys on that team. But I I just, I like Kirk Cousins, man, if you're waiting on quarterback. This guy's never ended as quarterback 13. He's not going to disappoint. And you could stream all you want, but leaving the draft with Kirk Cousins at least gives you a reliable option. Yeah. It's simple as that, man. His, I tweeted yesterday, Baker Mayfield going before Kirk Cousins is an absolute joke. Like, Kirk Cousins is a good player, period. It's stupid how much hate he gets, and his ADP makes absolutely zero sense. So I'm with you. I think he's a good, especially with a great um, schedule to open the season. He's a very good, if you miss out on all the quarterbacks you want, draft him and deal with it later on type of guy. So let's talk about the guy who makes it the easiest on Kirk Cousins. It's obviously Dalvin Cook. Yep. We both agree he's the second overall pick this year. Yeah. Um, look, I don't really... Like, there's not much you have to say about Dalvin Cook. Um, fantasy football is easier than people think sometimes. And simply draft Dalvin Cook. 
right? Like, if CMC is gone, Dalvin Cook should be the next pick. If you want to take Kamara or maybe Adams or Kelsey or something, go for it. But Cook should be the second or third pick, in my opinion, in every single league. He's a stud. He's a workhorse. He catches passes. And there's literally no reason not to draft him in the top half of the first round. His injury history is exaggerated. He's played in 14 games in each of the last two seasons. He is the cog, the key, the main cog on that offense. The engine of the team is Dalvin Cook. And he's just going to have that role yet again this season. Um, There's not really any backup running backs to make you scared. They're going to steal work from him. It's Dalvin Cook's offense, and he's going to keep doing his thing. Are you even considering anyone besides Kamara over him? Uh, Not really. Or CMC, of course. CMC, yes, but that's about it. I'd take him second overall. Yeah, it's not super complicated. So instead of talking about two studs in a row, um, I'll go with the tight end, Irv Smith. Now, Irv Smith has been an interesting character throughout the offseason because he was like an early popular pick. Um, not popular pick, like popular sleeper. And then he fell off a little bit. A lot of that due to the language of the head coach who said that he doesn't expect Irv Smith's role to grow that much. At the end of last season, we saw Irv Smith, when Kyle Rudolph was out, split time with Tyler Conklin. So it... You do have to take that into consideration, uh, the fact that he split time at the end of last season. And then the coach said that he's not going to get more work. But then you also have to take talent into consideration. And you see a highlight of the Vikings training camp, and it's just Irv Smith doming someone. And then you consider that Kirk Cousins has one of the most valuable throws in the NFL. Top seven, three years in a row in true throw value. And then you consider that Rudolph is out the door. Because last year, Irv Smith, Kyle Rudolph, and Jack Conklin combined for 106 targets, 90 catches, 893 yards, and 7 touchdowns. 98, 93, and 7 was easily the tight end 3 last season. Easily. And if you tell me that Kirk Cousins is going to throw a lot of those targets to Irv Smith, well, that's enticing. Because the only downside is that we don't know how the distribution will go of those targets. But then the upside is that there's only two of them now. Kyle Rudolph's out the door. So even if we gave Irv Smith 65% of the numbers we saw last season, he had 59 catches, 580 yards, and five touchdowns. He was Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron was tight end 14 last year. So really when it comes to Irv Smith, his floor is Eric Ebron of last year, so tight end 14. And his ceiling, if he gets 90% of Kirk Cousins' targets, is honestly like tight end 4. Because those targets are more valuable than Jared Goff's or Lamar Jackson's, probably. So it's, with Irv Smith, you're really playing the upside game. And right now, you don't really need to pay up for it anyway. He's going outside of the top 12 tight ends. So you could pick a top 12 tight end and then still get Irv Smith. Or you could decide to get Irv Smith and pair him with someone late, like Gerald Everett or Austin Hooper or Cole Komet, who I know Michael likes. We'll talk about 
in the final NFC North um, heat wave. So I'm I'm about Irv Smith as a late pick. I don't love him um, as my number one tight end. If you really wait on tight ends and you grab Irv Smith, that's cool. I think it's hard to trust him as your every week tight end. But I wouldn't be surprised that if that tune changes by week four, if I can go into a season with Irv Smith as my backup tight end, I'm very happy. And if I can go into a season with him as my 1B, where I grab someone who's not a surefire tight end one, like the guys I just listed, or like a Jonu Smith, maybe a Logan Thomas, then I'll be very happy. You think that... uh? The cost will be worth it, though, at his current ADP. I don't think he's going too high for me to take the chance. He's going a little bit too high for me. I don't know, man. Because if you look at the guys around him, who are we going like, like to... Like, what wide receiver are you going to take? I'm I'm saying, like, like I'm taking Gasicki over Irv Smith. Hmm. For sure. If you and look at my receivers, you'll see that. Uh, Robbie Anderson... Corey Davis, Brandon Cooks. Uh, Brandon Cooks is absurd. I don't know why he's that low. Will Fuller. I wouldn't be entirely opposed to taking Irv Smith over like a Robbie Anderson. Call me crazy, but... Yeah, I think you're crazy. I've never been a big Robbie Anderson fan. All right. I'm just... I'm not sold on a... I mean, the Mike Zimmer comments, usually you shouldn't listen to coach speak much, but it, it was... It was damning. I get it. I mean, I do, I do think that the names you're saying right now, I suppose, R. Smith is going a tad high for my taste. But a little bit later, like that next little tier, I'm okay. All right, like maybe. I'm, I'm I just, okay with taking the upside shot. I've done several drafts, and uh, I don't seem to be drafting R. Smith very often. That's just me. I'm not. I'm not really chasing him. Are you? Where is he in your rankings? I have him at tight end fourteen. I have him around tight end 17 or 18, I believe. Okay. So you are a little lower on him. Yeah. But anyways, you know who I am drafting? Uh, Justin Jefferson. J. Jeff, baby! The one and only best rookie wide receiver of all time. Undebatable case closed. 88 receptions, 1,400 yards, 7 touchdowns, and he didn't even really play in weeks 1 and 2. 12th in truth target value, 8th in points per game, 3rd in receiving yards. The list goes on. The main drawbacks for just Justin Jefferson are his QB and the volume. So I could address that for you by saying, listen to what Jason said about Kirk Cousins on the first hand. Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback to have. He, After Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins is probably closest to being the true value king. If we ever had to name a new true value king, Kirk Cousins would probably be Second on the list behind only Ryan Tannehill. That's how efficient he has been recently and throughout his career. So no, I'm not scared of Kirk Cousins being the damn quarterback. It's a good thing. Regarding volume, well, the Vikings were 30th in pass percentage in 2020. No more Gary Kubiak. It's his son now. Maybe he tries to open it up a little more. No way around it. That's not good. The volume is certainly a hindrance on Justin Jefferson. But this is a very concrete, straightforward passing attack in terms of receiving options. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, 
Nobody else, basically, is how that passing attack operated last year, and I don't really see why that would change. 125 targets for Justin Jefferson, 108 targets for Adam Thielen. That's 233 total targets. Third among the wide receivers with 30. You want to take a guess who it was, Jay? 30 targets was third among wide receivers. That's pretty hilarious. Uh, It wasn't Tajay Sharp. It was Chad Beeb. <laughs> like, that's that's how this offense operated. Irv Smith Chad led tight ends with 43. Irv Smith only saw 43 well, tight targets ends last saw 106, year. as I just said. Tight ends saw 106, but I'm saying Irv Smith led that group with 43. Dalvin Cook had 54, which is decent. That's only three or four a game. And Kirk Cousins is dropping back more than that, obviously. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are the target hogs of this offense, and it works. Like Jason said, it's a 30th-ranked offense, and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen still ate last year. And Kirk Cousins has, 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 has multiple times made two wide receivers on his team a wide receiver one. That is not an easy task to do. Give me Justin Jefferson at his wide receiver seven overall uh, ADP all day, every day. I think he's a great second-round pick. What about Adam Thielen, though? Adam Thielen, on the other hand, is tough because... You're not completely off him like last year? I, I'm kind of off him. I'm, I'm getting to that. I was off Adam Thielen last year just because Justin Jefferson was drafted. He was getting a little older. He was dealing with some injuries and such. He was highly dependent on touchdowns last season, man. You don't realize how damn dependent he was. He had six games as a top 10 wide receiver last year. Five games outside the top 50. Every single game he scored a touchdown, he was a top 24 option. Every single game he didn't score a touchdown... He was outside the top 50. That is super touchdown dependent. He was 8th in points per game last season, despite seeing the 27th most targets and the 23rd most receptions. Unshockingly, buoying him were the touchdowns, he was 38th overall in points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns. Look, he had 21 red zone opportunities, good for 5th in the league, but man, This dude scored 14 receiving touchdowns. 14 touchdowns is not going to be repeated. Or there's a small chance. There's a very high chance for regression for Adam Thielen's touchdowns to come down. All this to say, Adam Thielen being taken at wide receiver 21, pick 51.6, has me worried. Because I know he was top 10 in points per game last season but he was 38th in points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, the more he came on, the more he became the alpha in that offense. Touchdowns are the least sticky stat for wide receivers. Any regression there makes Adam Thielen less valuable. This could lead to some very inefficient and ineffective weeks from Thielen. He is going to have some blow-up weeks. I guarantee it. He's still a very good wide receiver. I just don't want to trust him as, say, the fourth or fifth best player on my team. And that's where you have to draft him at the moment. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I think I think your outlook is a little different on Thielen just because you prefer to take wide receivers early. That's true. So at that point, you'd either take a shot on a running back 
But like when you're looking at the guys around him, can you at least admit he has a safe floor? Like this is a guy who's gonna provide at but, least. But that's the thing. Every single game he scored, he didn't score a touchdown. He was outside the top fifty. He just happened to score so many damn touchdowns. Well, yeah, he fourteen touchdowns. Yeah. But what he does. I I don't think he really has a this safe floor. This guy was the eighth receiver last year in half PPR. And he likely cares. has a safe floor, like, overall at the end of the year. He will end as a top I don't know. Like, once you get receiver. into, like, eh, I guess. Once you start getting into, like, the end of wide receiver two range, he's a good blanket guy to have. I don't think I'm going to have a lot of Thielen. I like to chase upside. I'd rather have T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, give me T. Higgins over Adam Thielen. Yeah, I'd rather have guys like that. Robert Woods. Robert Woods, DJ Moore. Like DJ Moore, yeah, those guys I don't it like I no brainer for me. Like I'm just taking them over him. But I don't know if those guys go after him. Like in I mean, let me open up the sleeper ADP real quick and I'll tell you who goes after Adam Thielen currently because right now Adam Thielen Cuz sometimes it's funny. Like, when you make rankings and, like, you draft and stuff, sometimes you lose a sense of exactly where people are going. And then you realize how great values they are. Or exactly. not great values they are. And you realize, like, how different your rankings are from consensus. So, DJ Moore and Robert Woods, wide receiver 18 and 19. So, slightly ahead of Thielen. C.D. Lamb, wide receiver 22. Oh, you will never see me take I mean, yeah, we were talking about Lamb. generally the same people. Tyler Lockett. Kenny Galladay, maybe I'll take Thielen, but even that. Deontay Johnson, yeah, Brandon T. Higgins going a lot farther than him. Juju, so T. Brandon Higgins. Ayuk. I'd rather have Juju, I think, than Thielen. Oh, Devontae Smith is actually a yeah, we'll sleeper. Juju's an interesting one though. But yeah, um, I'm just like I'm not fully against Adam Thielen. Like I'll take him in a best ball league. Maybe I'll draft him if he falls to like the sixth round. But he's not someone I'm actively targeting. All right, I get it. Looking at Based on sleeper ADP, I'm not taking Adam Thielen. Based on my rankings, like, once we get into that range we were talking about earlier, I'll take him. All right. If you say so, kid. But one thing's for sure. Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook going to eat. They're going to fucking eat. Absolutely. Draft them. And that is... Even a Dalvin Cook-Justin Jefferson start wouldn't be against it. Don't entice me, bro. Oh, we, you we got our we got pick, our home right? league draft order, and I'm number two. I think that would be a good start for you. And there's a chance that I get a Cook Jefferson start, bro. If I could start like Cook Jefferson, AJ Brown, or something. Good luck to the rest of the league. Am I right? That's it for the Minnesota Vikings heat wave. Uh, I can't suspensefully let you wonder what team is coming next because next up is the end of the NFC North. Yep. Winter is coming. The Chicago Bears. Uh, thanks for listening. You can find us at Brodoff of Jason, at Brodoff of Michael, at Brodoff of Mike. Sorry. At Brodoff of Casanova, at Brodoff of Tim, at Brodoff Fantasy. Please download the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. You won't regret it. It's awesome. You can help support us and help keep the app free by joining patreon.com slash Brodoff Fantasy. And you can check out everything we have at BrodoffFantasy.com. Thank you. And until tomorrow, heat wave.